Hi everybody, welcome back to today's episode of What's the Crime with Gronya and Gemma. So for today's episode, Gemma is going to narrate this episode and tell you the story. So I'm delighted about that because I can just kick back and relax. So over to you. Okay, so this is a story about Carrie Farver. So I don't know if you've ever heard this story. No, I haven't heard this story, no. Right, okay, so we'll just start it. <laughs> so in 2012, 35-year-old mechanic Dave Krupa uh, was working at an auto repair shop in Omaha, Nebraska. So at the time, he was hoping for a fresh start in life. He just split up with his long-term girlfriend, Amy Flora, with whom he shared two children. Himself and Amy, they'd gone out for 12 years, so being single was a big change for Dave. He was newly single and he was keen to get dating, but he didn't want anything serious. He wanted to enjoy his newfound freedom. Like he had been in a relationship for yeah, he just 12 wanted to years. Sort of enjoy himself. So he did what loads of people do. He joined a few dating sites. And on one such dating site, he met a woman called Elizabeth Shanna Gollier, um, who went by the name Liz. So Liz was a single mother of two kids. She had her own business, Liz's housekeeping, and they just got on really well. He was upfront straight away with Liz. You know, he told her he didn't want anything serious and she was fine with it. So they began seeing each other, but he was also actively dating other women and on dating sites. So he was at work one day when Carrie Farver came into his shop. So she was having trouble with her car, was a black Ford Explorer, and he noticed Carrie right away. He said that she was so attractive and she stood out and he actually thought that they had a spark straight off the bat. And he really wanted to ask Carrie out, but he he didn't want to do it at work because he said it would seem unprofessional, which I think it would. A bit creepy, yeah. Yeah. Um, however, I don't know if it was a few days later, but Dave was scrolling through one of his dating sites and he actually came across Carrie's profile um, and he got chatting to her and he did pluck up the courage and he asked her out. Carrie agreed and they did. They went on a night out. They went to Applebee's. Very American. Very American. It's like that song. <laughs> yeah, Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the first date was going like it was great. Um. Carrie was 37. She worked as a computer programmer. She was a single mother to her 14-year-old son, Maxwell. And they just seemed to click right away. During the date, um, however, Dave got lots of missed calls um, from Liz. So this is Liz. Remember the girl I was telling you about? He was kind of seeing but not serious. He also got a message from Liz saying that she forgot something important at his house that she needed. And he told her I think he texted her back and he told her this wasn't a good time obviously not a good time. and she would have to wait um so after the date he invited Carrie back to his apartment I don't know if it was for a nightcap but he invited mm-hmm. her back um she agreed they went back but just as they landed in Dave's apartment his doorbell rang and it was Liz oh, no. so Dave's clearly like oh fuck off <laughs> oh, no, um he explained to Carrie Carrie didn't seem phased at all she just said look like, I'm going to go home. Why don't you just sort out what you need to sort out? You know, give this woman whatever she left in your house and you can come back to mine after. So he's like, fine, perfect. So Carrie left and Dave um, gave whatever Liz forgot at his house. And then he drove to Carrie's house and they got on so well. Like the next few days they met up and they just, it was so easy um, Carrie was actually working at, she was working on a major project for her job at this time. 
and her job was three blocks I think from Dave's apartment it was actually an hour drive from her house so Dave suggested why don't you come stay with me while you're working in at this project just for handiness just for handiness and she was like yeah that sounds good Carrie actually said to Dave as well straight off the bat that she didn't want anything serious so he's thinking like perfect this is perfect like I've Mm -hmm. hit the jackpot this amazing girl who we get on so well and she's on the same page as me she doesn't want anything Mm -hmm. serious so she was staying at his house I think this is two weeks after they first met so on November the 13th 2012 she spent the night with Dave Dave got up Carrie was already up before him she was sitting on her laptop on his couch working on something for this project that was coming up in her job and Dave left for work at 6.30 a.m. He gave Carrie a kiss and he said that he'd see her later. Um, but just a few hours later, however, Dave received an odd text from Carrie. And she said, like, hey, let's move in together. She told him that she officially, like, wanted to move in with him. Aw, but fast, Carrie. Especially when they had just discussed keeping things casual. Like, she was the one that said to him yeah. first. Um, So Dave was taken aback by this he was straight up he politely declined but as soon as he texted her back he received a message back from Carrie saying fine I don't ever want to see you again go away I'm dating someone else I hate you okay yeah so he is like that's a 360 complete so he's kind of shocked by this um he comes home that day her stuff's gone and he kind of thinks right She's not who I thought I thought yeah. she was. So nearly two days pass before his phone starts blowing up again with more messages from Carrie. And they're messages saying, like, I hate you. You've ruined my life. You're a terrible person. What? And Dave's thinking, I've completely dodged a bullet here. Um, but the messages don't stop. Days pass and Dave continues to receive loads and loads of angry messages from Carrie. Messages saying... I hate you so much that I want to drive a knife in your heart. Hold on. Because he didn't want to move in with her straight away. Yes. That's so weird. Another message. I will destroy your life and take your happiness. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> this is too much. So Carrie wasn't just texting Dave. Liz contacted Dave and said she was also receiving abusive messages from Carrie. Liz, the woman that he was kind of seeing that he met in the dating site before Carrie. Yes. So when Carrie was leaving, left like his house, mm-hmm. remember that? She passed Liz in the hallway for literally 10 seconds. They didn't even speak to each other. So Liz is like to Dave, how the hell did she get my number or my email? I passed her in the hallway for a matter of seconds. Why is she texting me? And he he's baffled by this as well. So weird. Um. When Carrie's texting Dave, a lot of the anger is aimed at Liz. And when she's texting Liz, she's saying to Liz, like, you're a worthless whore, Liz. So the messages, the days are going on. The weeks are actually passing and the messages are getting nastier and nastier. Oh They're not God. stopping. Um, in one message, she said, I will do what I can to make you suffer. Then in another, she's saying, we belong together, Dave. No, she is actually acting so crazy so they're getting the two of them are getting these messages it's actually bringing them even closer together because they're like together discussing these messages they actually come up with a nickname for Carrie they call her crazy Carrie well that's it which is understandable if you're getting these messages from this girl that 
either of them barely know. I mean, I know Dave dated her, but it was, it was two weeks. Yeah. And Liz actually didn't, even, didn't even talk to her. So one day Liz actually came home from work and she found that her garage had actually been broken into. And whenever she went into it, she saw the words whore for Dave were spray painted <laughs> on the wall. What? So naturally enough, she calls the police. Um, She explained to the police who she pretty much knows that who, who did this. Um, so the police visit Dave. Dave explains what's happening and showed him the messages. So they took Dave and Liz's phone just to, to look into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the months went on and on. The messages to Dave got nastier and nastier. Things like, hey loser, am I ruining your life yet? She's obsessed. She is obsessed to the point where Dave started to feel like Carrie wasn't just texting him abusive messages. He started to feel like he was being watched. Oh, God. So on one specific occasion, he said that, quote, I was sitting on my lazy boy with my feet up. (laughs) So I'm just presuming that it must be some sort of chair watching TV, trying to relax. It's nighttime. And I get a text saying, I see you. You're sitting in your chair with your feet propped up, wearing a blue shirt. And this was all true. No, that's so creepy. Another message. My favourite thing to do is stand outside your window and stare at you. (laughs) No, Carrie, get another hobby. So Dave has changed like phone numbers multiple times at this point, but she always manages to track him down and always manages to find the new numbers. Um, one night in January, two months after all this started, he came home from work and he noticed that Carrie's Ford Explorer was sitting parked in his in the parking lot of his apartment complex. So he recognized it straight away because remember he had done yeah, work on it. On the auto So shop. he went over, had a closer look. Carrie wasn't in it. Um, he took a picture of the truck and he took a picture of the number plate and he sent it to police. So police did come. They examined the car. Um, they found one fingerprint inside the car. It was on a packet of mints, but it wasn't a match for Carrie. So Carrie, so weird. Carrie seemed to be everywhere and nowhere. Like nothing seemed. Dave felt like nothing seemed to be being done about right, this. Okay. Um, Dave and Liz would be hanging out. Um, I keep saying hanging out like I'm so American. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they would be hanging out on their lazy boy. <laughs> they would be laying in together. Um, and their phones would just start blowing up with texts, emails, all from Carrie. All abusive messages. Then one night, Dave is at home and he gets an email with a picture of a woman tied up in the boot of a car. So this picture is, I don't know if it's the angle. No, it does look like Liz, but you can't oh, say no. for definite who this person is. Right. Um in the email, it says, I have Liz tied up in the trunk of her car. You need to call her right now and tell her that she's a whore. Otherwise, I'll kill her. Oh, my God. So he did. He calls Liz, but she's Liz like, no, I'm fine. I'm in bed. Um, But Carrie even emailed D- Dave with a link to a fake obituary of Liz. And in this, it said, I didn't know her very well, except that she was a whore and a man stealer. Thank God she has gone. This, <laughs> like, this is... She's so weird. 
Another evening, Dave came home from work to find that his window was smashed. When he got into his apartment, his couch had been cut up and Liz is a whore was written in lipstick on his wall. She's obsessed with the word whore as well. I know. <laughs> he feels totally helpless at this point. The police said that they would look into it, but nothing seems to be being done about it. And on August 2013, this is nine months after this all began, Dave gets a phone call from Liz. She is frantic on the phone. She's crying and screaming. Oh no. My house is on fire. Someone's burned my house down. So Dave rushes to her house. Sure enough, fire brigades are up and down the street. Her house is ablaze. Now, thankfully, her children weren't home, but her pets were. No. So two dogs, a cat and a snake, and they all perished in the fire. Oh, no. The firemen said that they knew straight away that the fire was started intentionally. And Liz told them straight away, I know who it is. It's Carrie. She explained, Carrie has been texting me abusive messages. She's been threatening me and my kids. I don't even know this girl. I'm seeing this guy and she was seeing this guy for a matter of weeks. And now I'm getting all these texts. Uh, Carrie then texts Dave a message that read, I am not lying. I set that nasty whore's house on fire. I hope the whore and her kids die in it. Oh my God. That's nasty. So Dave feels absolutely terrible. He feels in somewhat way responsible for this. Mm. He had brought this person into Liz's life and he just can't escape her. Police seem to have not lost interest, but they just seem to can't find leads or, you know, don't seem Mm. to be getting Mm. back to him. Um, Stalking is actually a pretty, it's more common than what you might believe. Mm So Dave does try to get on with his life. He actually moves apartment, but Carrie finds him all the time and the messages continue and they're getting scarier and scarier. Then two months after the house was set, Liz's house was set in fire, Dave actually goes to work and discovers that the shop, his auto shop, is vandalized with the words Dave Beats Woman spray painted on the window in bright orange spray paint. On the main street for everyone to see. So he, it's now, it's affecting him in every way. His work life. Yeah. His home life. Not only is Carrie texting him and Liz, she's now started to text Amy Flora. Okay, Amy Flora is... Is his ex and the mother of his two children. Right. Abusive and threatening messages. So Dave, he's fearing for everyone. He's afraid for his own children. So Dave became extremely paranoid. He just, he felt he couldn't relax. He said he was constantly aware of just Carrie's presence. You couldn't relax. How could you relax? And he was always waiting on the next thing that was going to happen to him or someone close Close to to him. him. So he actually purchased a gun, a nine millimeter Smith and Wesson pistol. He probably just felt like he needed something to protect. Exactly. On November the 1st, 2013, this was a year, the year anniversary of their first date, Carrie and Dave. Oh, I'd say he regretted that. Mm -hmm. He receives an email addressed to my husband. So in the email, there was a picture of a knife and a note saying that she had been creeping around his building. You'd feel so like 
what's the word I'm looking for? You'd feel so just like my anxiety. I couldn't handle no. this at all. I would be moved to a different country. <laughs> Same. Out the gap. Um. <laughs> through all this, Dave was still actively dating online. Like no bother to Dave. <laughs> Go on, Dave. He, but he said that one woman who he hadn't even met in person yet he had just been talking to her on a dating site and he added her as a friend on Facebook. I think they might have been friends for literally five minutes and when Carrie began targeting no. her, threatened to kill her and have her children killed. So she is monitored, monitoring his every move. In January 2014, a friend of Dave's, Heather, so this is an old friend of his from high school, they were more than friends because Dave just seems to be stood. <laughs> she calls to Dave's apartment and within a couple of hours of her being there, Dave gets a message. I see you in there with that whore. Then that night they were in bed and they must have been drifting off to sleep when they were woke with a loud bang and glass shattering. I feel like get security cameras or something. I This is too, like that would be so scary. So they jump up and discover that a brick had actually been thrown through his bathroom window. So he called the police. Police came. Um, There was no sign of anyone. Obviously, police said they'd look into it, but there's not much they can do. Um, They couldn't find anything. So then Dave was like, Dave and Heather actually drove to Liz's house to check on her because Dave was worried. He's just constantly worried about everyone else, but Liz was fine. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be a bit awkward as well like me and the girl I'm kind of seeing I know driving girl, but it's Dave he just seems to get away with that woman seems to love Dave <laughs> it's affecting as I said it's affecting every aspect of his life like where are the guards where are the guards our house got burned down well Dave just feels like the police have have stopped looking into it he's getting like over 60 texts and 100 emails a day in them, like, she's referring to Liz. She is nothing but a fat cow. She looks like she lost her puppy. Maybe she'll do us a favor and kill herself. Lol. The lol at the end. Oh my God. I mean, uh, she's writing to Liz. If you don't keep your hands or lips off my man, I will hurt you. These are threatening messages. Oh my God. In late November, Dave came home. So this is late November 2015. Dave comes home one evening and he noticed that the box that he kept his gun in, which was in a shelf in his wardrobe, the box had been moved. He goes over, he grabbed the box, opened it only to realise that his gun was gone. So someone had stolen the gun. He reported the gun stolen to the police. Then, on December 5th, 2015... Liz decides to go for a walk in Big oh. Lake. So Big Lake is a it's a huge park. I think people go walking, hiking. It's just it's Big Lake. Um, it's beside where they live. So it's one evening. Liz decides to go go for a walk. She sits down at a park bench to clear her head. That's when someone comes up behind her, oh. tells her to get in the ground, and says, "How do you like fucking Dave?" And shoots her in the leg and runs away. Oh So my Liz God. manages to stumble back to her car. She's been shot in the leg, bear in mind. Oh my God. Calls 911. Says that she's been shot. The police are dispatched. They come to Big Lake. They're, they say, she said that the woman had ran away. They go searching. They can't seem to find anywhere. Liz says that it wasn't Carrie that shot her. Sorry, what? But it was Amy Flora. 
Okay, so I'm just going to briefly interrupt this episode because we just want to say a very quick thank you to our sponsor for season three, the Muff Liquor Company. So before you start sniggering, Muff is actually a village in Donegal and they have a liquor company. So get your head out of the gutter. (laughs) The Muff Liquor Company is an award-winning premium handcrafted Irish spirit company. You can purchase six times distilled handcrafted Irish gin whiskey and vodka and I mean we have personally tasted (laughs) all of the above numerous times (laughs) so we can say firsthand that they are definitely the best but don't just take our word for it you can order online at themuffliquorcompany.com Hi what can I get you? Hi uh, can I get two sparkling waters and two uh, margaritas? No uh, two mojitos no, sorry. Uh, just two mo- Moscow mules? Having trouble asking for our famous vodka and gin by name? No problem, because now you can buy your favourite muff liquor online. Fancy enjoying a bit of muff at home? Order now at themuffliquorcompany.com and use discount code What's the Crime for 10% off. The Muff Liquor Company. Come for the name, stay for the taste. Over 18s, drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie. So please do let us know if you enjoy a nice gin and tonic or a nice hot whiskey listening to the next episode of What's the Crime? Oh my God, so it was the mother of the kids? Well, hold on a minute. What, what, where's, well, what about Carrie? Where is Carrie? Like, what about Carrie's son and her? Like, are they not like, hold on a minute, Mom, why are you doing this? Yeah, okay, so I'm just going to talk about Carrie here. Carrie grew up in a small town in Macedonia. So she was really close to her family, especially her mother, Nancy. Um, she was described as being like really popular. She had loads of friends. She was extremely bright, um, really intelligent. In school, she was always the top of her class. She was described as bubbly, friendly, outgoing, um, just like a really someone that lit up the room. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, that's the way everyone does describe her. So at the age of 22, she got pregnant Um the relationship with the father didn't work out. So, but Max, her baby, he was her number one. You know, she just yeah, lived for them. this child. Yeah. Um. So Carrie's mother, Nancy, says her daughter was diagnosed with depression in her late 20s. So this is a few years after having her son and that she was eventually diagnosed with bipolar disorder. But she took all of the steps that she needed to keep it under control. She had been seeing therapists. She was on medication. Um, her mother said there was a couple of times when she would stop taking the medication because she'd say like, mom, you know, like I feel numb. Um, when she's taken it. When she's taken it. But in 2012, when she met Dave she was in a really good place she had this really good job as a computer programmer um she had a nice house where her and Max lived mm-hmm. you know she was mm-hmm. just doing, doing really well. well um so on the day so like where did it all go wrong or like well on the day that Carrie texts Dave that she wanted to move in with them and then Dave Panicked. got the message back and came home and Carrie was gone she also texted um her mother and she told her mother that she had moved to Kansas for a new job. And her mom was like, what? Her mom was just completely thrown by this. Um, she just couldn't understand. 
like what Max was actually staying with her mother at the time because Carrie had said can Max stay with you for a few days while I work on this while she was staying at Dave's yes. to work and thing so her mother said to Max do you know about I just got a text from Carrie and Max said that Carrie had been look like had talked before about jobs in Kansas so her mother kind of thought okay maybe then she just decided she on just it. decided so she tried to call her but she wouldn't answer any of her phone calls and then the weeks and months went on and she wasn't answering her phone calls and she missed like a bunch of important family events including her son's birthday which just wasn't like her at all oh. um but when carrie didn't show up for her half brother's wedding like nancy just reported her missing she just knew this wasn't her um she was just growing extremely, extremely worried. The police said, like, there wasn't much that they could do. She was a grown woman. She was still in contact with them. Um, and they kind of blamed it on, like, maybe she's not taking her meds. See, that's the issue then, isn't it? That they have this thing yeah. to just blame it on. Like, they can blame it on her mental health. Yeah, yeah. Um, They kind of said, like... They jumped on that. They said, like, this kind of thing can happen. It happens all the time when someone, like, stops taking their meds, like someone the bipolar. Sometimes they can, like, start some really erratic behavior. Um, but they don't know Carrie, like her family do. Exactly. Her mom, she actually then missed her own father's funeral. And her mom... Ah, uh, here, there's something sauce. Yeah, her mom was just like, this is just not her. Um, So, in Iowa, police are looking... For Carrie as a missing person. Then in Nebraska, which is just five miles away, they're look the police there are looking for her as a stalker. Also so Iowa's where she's from. Yeah, where her mom has reported her missing. Okay. So they're looking for her as a missing person. And then Dave is in Nebraska, which is it's only like across the river. Um, or I think. <laughs> I know it's five miles away. <laughs> no one check our geography. <laughs> um and so they're the police there are looking for her as a stalker. Um, five months after she disappeared, her mom actually got a call from a man saying that Carrie is at a homeless shelter and that she wants you to come pick her up. So her mom like goes, drives to this homeless shelter. But when she gets there, there's no sign of Carrie and her mom is just shattered, you know, like, obviously you would, it's just devastating. Yeah. Um, her friend Amber got a message from Carrie saying like, hey, I made a big mistake, but I'm ready to come home now. Amber was like, you know, that's great. Like, come home. We can all work it out. Mm-hmm. But then she heard nothing from her. Um. So, and then obviously her son is missing her too. So the son is kind of just feels so, this is just such strange behavior mm-hmm. from his mom. So he actually writes to his mom on Facebook. Um, like, hey, hey, something, I'm not sure. She replied, hey, buddy. And then he replied asking her three questions. So he's like, if this is really you, answer these questions. What was his middle name? What was the name of their first boxer dog? And what was his best friend's name as a child? And she never responded to this. Ah, here. She did post like then a status on Facebook, this big long status. But basically it said like, I'm not missing. I just don't want to come home right now. Ah, this is suspicious. So in spring 2015, so this is two and a half years since Carrie disappeared, Deputy Ryan Avis and Jim Doty asked if they could look into the case. So 
when they looked into her case, they realised that her bank account had no activity. So it hadn't been touched since... This is Carrie's. Carrie's. So it hadn't been touched in two and a half years since she disappeared. Um, they also noticed that with it, in the messages that her family and the emails that they were receiving, there was a lot of spelling mistakes. And anyone that knew Carrie said that she was like meticulous about her spelling. So they have started to... Oh my God, they're starting to think it's not Carrie. They're starting to think that Carrie might have come to harm. That she has not just taken off. Oh my God. So they don't... Do they not think that any of those messages have been from Carrie? Well, this is the thing. So they remember um, at the start when I said Liz and Dave had given their phones to the police mm-hmm. in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So when they looked into it more, they found, you know, they had seen that their phones had been downloaded previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, on Liz's phone, they found a photo of Carrie's car. And this photo was taken one month before the police found the vehicle at Dave's. Remember when Dave found Carrie's car parked? Okay. So how does Liz have a picture of Carrie's car? Um, they also found that there was six calls made to Carrie's re- residence from Liz's phone. What? And the picture that Dave received of Liz tied up. Remember, he got an email, a woman yes. in a trunk. They actually found that picture on Liz's phone. I'm so, so I'm so confused. They're coming to the conclusion that Carrie had come to foil play and they had started to suspect Liz had something to do with it. But Liz got Liz's pets. Well, so in May 2015, they spoke to Nancy, Carrie's mum, and they told her that they believed her. They don't think Carrie left on her own free will. So Nancy is just so relieved that someone's actually taken this, you know, Believe serious her. and believing her. Um, Nancy had received a picture of a check um from Carrie saying that Carrie had sold all of her furniture and could Nancy come pick it up um, like pick up the check so the name she showed the police the check and the name on the check was signed Shanna Gollier which is if you remember Liz's real name is Elizabeth Shanna Gollier also <sighs> remember the police took her car and they found a fingerprint one fingerprint and on in the Carrie's mint. car in the mints. Yeah. That fingerprint matches match Liz's fingerprint. No, 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 no. This is too much. So, um, on December 4th, 2015, um, Dodie and Avis were at... The, Who's Dodie and Avis? The police, the okay. police officers that are looking into the okay, case. Okay. So, they were at the sheriff's os- uh, um, office when... Liz actually walked in. So they're like stunned to see her. Um, they learned that she was there to file a harassment complaint complaint against Dave's ex-girlfriend, Amy Flora. So after she left, Avis actually drove over to her house um, to interview her. So he's like pretending that it was about the complaint. To interview Amy Flora? To interview Liz. Oh, okay, sorry. So she told um him that she now thought that it was Flora, Amy Flora, who had been sending the threatening messages this whole time and not Carrie. So um during their conversation, um he said that Liz actually mentioned she knew that Dave's gun, which she correctly identified as a nine millimeter Smith and Weston, 
was missing and she thought Amy had stolen it. And he actually said that she realized she probably shouldn't know any details about the gun. So then any further questions he asked about it, she was like really vague. Oh my God. So she knew your mistake and she's like, oh, actually, I don't know. So he asked if he could download all the contents of her phone and review the messages. And she like, yeah, signed this consent form and hand him over his phone. He couldn't believe it. Um, And then the next day, she, this is the next day she gets shot in the leg and claims that it's Amy. So, and she actually got, she, she actually was, she actually she, was, she shot. was shot in the leg. So, so she shot herself in the leg. Well, while the police are, like the police start to get to work, um, uh, Deputy Anthony Cava got to work right away on Liz's phone, um, to, like she actually signed her phone over for them to download well, how it. stupid was she? So they actually traced every account and email back to Liz. Oh my god! He um, they I think they contacted Dave, and Dave was like, "There's no way that it could be Liz." Like we were sitting together, and we'd be getting the messages at the one time. Mm-hmm. Like she couldn't be doing that. But he the Anthony Cava actually discovered that she was using an app that would send messages at different times so she could time when a message was going to be sent to a phone. So them she times... She could be sitting with him and she could get a message so it wouldn't look exactly. like... Exactly. So them times when she was with Dave, they would both get messages. She would have been set up to have been sent at that time. So the police are like sure that something has happened to Carrie at the oh hand of God. Liz. Oh my God. Um, this poor girl has been painted out to be this crazy, horrible person this whole time when so, really we don't even know what happened to her. So the police haven't located Carrie's whereabouts. Um, like if she has come to harm, they, they've nothing, they've no body, um, but they are determined to catch Liz out. So two weeks after the shooting takes place, um, they take her um they take her in and they actually tell her that they've found remains that they believe to be Carrie's. And she's like, oh my God, I think Amy must have killed her. She was with Dave for 12 years and she must have got jealous. Um, So what they do is they pretend that they need Liz's help in getting Amy to confess to killing Carrie. So they're like, look, if you get any type of messages from Amy, let us know. And she's like, right, okay. And of course, yeah, a few days later, Liz contacts the police she has received an email from Amy. And in the email, it says, I shot you to get Dave away from you. I got rid of the gun. Um, she for- then after this, she forwards um, the police another email from Amy saying that she attacked Carrie with a knife. I stabbed her three or four times in the chest and stomach area and then took her out and burned her. I stuffed her body in a garbage can Aww. with crap. So the police want to like push Liz further. They know she's clearly obsessed with Dave and they know that her worst nightmare now would be for Dave and Amy to get back together. So they actually suggest to Dave to move back in with Amy to pretend that they're back. Okay. So Dave does this. And when this happens, the police get like a frantic call from Liz. Like she's crying, screaming down the phone. Why aren't they arresting Amy? Why isn't Amy in prison? And they said, look, look, we don't have enough evidence that they need. Um, they need more info and um, things only the killer would know. So sure enough, Liz happens to get another email oh, from she does. Amy. 
I really did do it. I really did kill Carrie in her own car. So what this, the police go back and look at Carrie's car. So, because now it's actually, they're looking at a homicide, you know. So they pull the fabric off the passenger seat, the chair of the passenger seat, and they find a big red stain. And this is positive for human blood. And it's a match for Carrie's blood. And it's enough blood to now become a homicide investigation. So the Omaha police are now pulled into the investigation and they pull actually to bring Liz in to the station. Um, they use it. She has like a warrant out for an unpaid traffic citation. So they bring her in under that. Um, but then whenever she's in the station, um, they tell her that they actually want to talk about Carrie Farver. So um, the detective questioner, his name's Dave, he tells her that her fingerprints were found in Carrie's vehicle and she is so defensive. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? I've never, ever been in that person's car. Um, he also says, like, you know, the IP addresses from all the messages and emails all trace back to your house. And she's like, that's impossible. I don't have internet. <sighs> she just literally denies, denies, denies. Um, but while this interview is taking place, Detectives Dodie and Davis actually have a search warrant and they're searching her apartment. And in the apartment, they find a camcorder. Now, this camcorder, they realize it's actually Carrie's. And on the camcorder, they find a video on it from like two days before Carrie disappeared. And Carrie's speaking on the video saying that someone damaged or vandalized her vehicle. So her black Ford. So her black truck was spray painted and white. And the police believe that it was actually Liz who was responsible for this. So they now, they have enough evidence to arrest Liz. So um, on December 2016, Liz was arrested and they prepared for trial. Um, They still don't have like a body or... They don't have a solid case. So um, before the trial... Um, they go to Dave's house just to see if they can like get any more information or anything that Dave might recall that might help. And just as they were leaving, Dave was like, actually, there's an old iPad that Liz used. Um, so he actually went and found this iPad. He's like, you know, maybe there's, there's something, there's something on, on it. So when he gave it to them, there was actually an SD. They found an SD card in it. This had belonged to Liz. And I think it was in her phone previously. And they found that there was like deleted information and like thousands of deleted pictures on it. So um, while going through the pictures, I think there was like just loads of stupid pictures that, you know, mm-hmm. that be on everyone's phone, mm-hmm. really. Um, selfies, all that kind of stuff. But one photo stood out. And when they looked closer, they realized it was actually a foot. Um, it was a decomposing foot. Um, so the person was dead and on the foot there was a tattoo and it was the same tattoo that Carrie had on her foot so it was a Chinese symbol for mother which is just sad sad. Um, so Liz had actually taken pictures of the body like some type of trophy so she is this picture is like they were like you know this has got her you know this we've got her now um, so Liz remained unfazed through. I went to trial. Liz remained unfazed throughout the trial. 
Um, but in 2017, the judge found her guilty for first degree murder. Thankfully, she was sentenced to life in prison. She is currently held in the Nebraska Correctional Center for Women. She still claims that the real killer is out there. Nah. So Dave now is just paranoid, obviously doesn't trust anyone. Oh my God, his life. His, yeah. So Carrie's mom is just so grateful for the police officers that like Kava Davis had uh, Jodie that actually took her serious and cracked this because the, Carrie was being blamed for being this yeah. crazy psycho so when she, she was the victim she was evil like she actually and she was giving her family hope too that Carrie was still alive Liz yeah this whole the time the emails and stuff Um, there was over a three year span there was something like 20,000 emails and messages Sent to Dave alone. Like, they said that this must have taken all her time. Oh, my God. And doing, like... She was a weirdo. She burnt down her own house. And she killed her dogs. She killed her dogs. Her own pet. She shot herself in the leg. Shot herself in the leg. Oh, all I'm, to I keep Dave. I mean, she could have done a lot less. Um... Per Carrie, per her, per family. Yeah, yeah. And she was just this lovely. She was like his dream girl, she and all was. this time he was thinking, "Oh, I dodged a yeah. bullet." Oh she, my so god! Not only did she kill her, but she was trying to kill her memory as well. So did they ever like find her remains or like? Uh, no, they actually didn't. And does did Liz ever admit to it? Liz still maintains that the killers out there oh, wasn't she's her. Warped. Yeah, yeah. So um, Carrie's mom is so grateful for obviously the police and everything for solving this case. Um, she wants Carrie to be remembered as the fun loving, intelligent, hard working girl who just loved her son. Aww. And she said if she could talk to her today, she would say, I love you. I'm so glad you're in my life and I miss you terribly. That's absolutely heartbreaking. Okay, so thanks so much for listening to today's episode and yeah, we will talk to you again next, next week, week on the next episode of What's the Crime. Bye. Bye. <laughs>